This episode of the IGN UK podcast is brought to you by X-Files Cold Cases. Available now exclusively from Audible. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. And just off the bat, I'm going to say that we've got Adam Wingard on the show later on talking about... Fuck, what? Death Note. You said he was a very nice Death man. Note. He was a very nice man. Me and, me and Rory Powers went to interview him, and he talks about Death Note, he talks about uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. So that is coming up later on. But before that, my name is Gav Murphy. Opposite me is... Daniel Krupa. To my left is someone who's never been on this podcast before. Andrew Goldfarb. What the fuck? And to the right, Zach Ryan. That's true. I've also never been on this podcast before. I'm what are you guys doing here? First time for everything. Uh, Andrew and I are here to finish up planning for Gamescom. Yeah. Uh, which happens next week and oh uh, also just come to hang out and do this. nice kisses yeah. on your guys' faces I'm going to embarrass you because you just said that way back when you used to listen to the IGN UK I podcast I used to write it all the time yeah. Yeah. Uh, didn't you know that Andrew you now. didn't you know that Andrew used to listen to every IGN podcast yeah really? I, was a very, I was a huge IGN fan for a while because my job was literally to stand still for several hours at a time and then yeah. to wait in a room until I could stand still. And, so and now we can't fucking stand there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I just move but like crazy. For, so some people who maybe don't listen to the stuff that you guys do, who are you, Andrew? Uh, I run news and out of our San Francisco office, and I am on our PlayStation podcast, Podcast Beyond, and I am nothing else, and I'm still talking. Also, <laughs> you just realize very quickly no one's going to say Beyond back at you now. Yeah. Zach, who are you? Uh, I work on features. I work on our features team. Yeah. Um, so I'm responsible for a lot of like big ticket feature stuff out of the US. Yeah. And uh, I'm also a co host on uh, Nintendo Voice Chat every week. Mm. Yeah. I learned so you guys do the, um, I really like the MVC, like, vlogs you guys do you guys do like yeah. behind the scenes Mike like, Mamone uh, handles yeah. all that stuff it's really yeah. cool he kind of just decided one day out of the blue he's like well I'm just gonna do this he's and good at it too yeah. Yeah. but also yeah. I didn't know about this so I was on Beyond the E3 and then afterwards Guillaume was shooting me with a camera I was like it's just for himself yeah. Yeah. just for his private collection he goes home he's like oh what a good day with my good buddy Daniel I got four hours of footage of Krupa just <laughs> candidly so, just doing his thing like, oh, what, right, does Gion, what does Guillaume do what's his job he's, like, he's on DNC he's on yeah. design team yeah. that's right yeah so I wanna so this design guy Guillaume uh, who helped design like the Prince trilogue and stuff like that I was out boozing uh, E3 you? and uh, he came over to like me and Todd and um, some other people and uh, he was just like he was like oh, I'm really sorry Todd and Todd was like it's fine man it's fine like don't worry about it and I was like well I gotta know what this is about. right what and I was do? like what, so what's this about and basically what he did was so like Guillaume was like shooting this like behind the scenes stuff putting up on his own Instagram um, and he goes into uh, E3, like it's like before the show had opened. Ah. And we're shooting like a bunch of stuff, just like literally his, From the show his floor. face. Just like, yeah. hey, it's Guillaume, like, what's up? Like to his, like, you know, couple of hundred followers on Instagram. Security guard sees him, you're not allowed to shoot anything. Yep. At before all. The, yeah, before the floor opens, that's a huge yeah. no yeah. Comes over, just takes his exhibitor pass off him, just like, get out. He's like, what? No, 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 I work, I work for IGN. He's like, I'm going to fuck it out. Yeah. And he's just like, it was this big thing that everyone had to sort out. And it's like... What what game got uh, leaked a couple of years ago? Uh, Mario Maker. Mar- yeah, Super yeah. Mario Maker. Oh, really? yeah. People yep. are smart. Cause in yeah. previous years, what you can do, you can search Instagrams by geolocation. Yeah. So yeah. you can time, see yeah. like if people are tw- like Instagramming from the convention center. That's yeah. where Andrew gets all his hot scoops. Yeah. Yeah. all geolocation yeah. oh, Just tags. all year round. I'm yeah. just like, oh man, at the LA Convention Center today, I found out that uh, this guy dropped a hot dog in the ground because that's mm-hmm. all that anyone ever Instagrams from. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys think we were going to be talking about video games? Yeah. 
No, that's not happening. Fucking oh. printer. Is so here's a, here's a thing that happened on the way over here. Uh, yeah. I was talking to Andrew about kind of our game plan coming into the office and like what we wanted to accomplish. Who you taking out X, first? Y, Z. Yeah. That? Who you taking our out hit first. list? Yeah, the hit list. And uh, I was like, well, they also invited us to be on the UK podcast. And Andrew's like, that's great. That sounds awesome. What is the UK oh, podcast? Yeah, you will <laughs> find what out. Talk about. <laughs> well, that's exactly. the thing. It's like in recent years, realized. Hey, they've got the they've got the Xbox thing sorted. They've yeah. definitely got the PlayStation stuff down. Nintendo's down. So it's, yeah. more, it's more it's yeah. more lifestyle experiential. Perfect. That's what yeah. we've got. Yeah, we, we don't even, we don't even film ours because like you guys have got all the hotties over in the San Francisco office, and we're all like the little British gargoyles. So we don't even film this shit anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like we do not want this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's one of those things as well where we filmed it for so long. This is sorry to the people who used to watch the film version. Yeah, but like no one was watching it. It was yeah, such sure. a pain in the ass to do. Yeah, and the suicide we, rates were like through the roof. Yeah, after and then as soon, as soon as we as soon as we killed it, everyone was just like all the people who used to watch this. Podcast, and I was like, more people have complained about the fact that there's, sure, no, video there's no video podcast. Actually, watch, watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, no good. Um, that's good. But yeah, so let's drop some Adam Wingard on you. So if you don't know who Adam Wingard is, um, he's a really amazing horror director. Um, I really like your next. He's a really good guy in that. Um, but he's a super nerd as well. Okay. Um, so he did Death Note for Netflix, which is like the. It's an anime. Yeah, it's, and an, it was it's, a, it's basically like an adaptation of the. Not basically, yeah. it is a live action adaptation of the anime. Because um, I've the only thing I'd seen of Death Note before was a really shit live adaptation of it, but it was a um, Japanese one. Yeah, they did a Japanese one. Yeah, oh, I, think no it's, I think it's oh, like it's poorly received. Like, yeah, yeah, it's really, it's really bad. So I was like, I still haven't seen this yet, but we interviewed him, Power saw it, and Power's like super excited about it. So it's really, really good. Um, I'm kind of excited for it because it looks like a proper horror film. It's got sure. Willem Dafoe as the. I can't remember what it's called. The monster that the kills big, scary the creepy thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. His name is... yeah. I forget. Yeah. Oh, the Green yeah. Goblin. You're thinking I've watched yeah. 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 That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I've watched um, the anime, but I don't remember that dude's name. But like one of the main characters is a guy called L, and yeah. basically he's like the guy who's killing everyone, but killing everyone for the right reasons. And L is kind of against him, but is also quite good. So it's like it's weird. L's, thing. A, L's a detective. Yeah. That basically picks up his case. Yeah. Um, and he's can be when. Uh, the main character starts filling out the death note and people start dying. L's the person that's like, these are all connected and I'm going to figure out how. Yeah. And like chases him down. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy playing him is a guy called, it's called Lakeith Stanfield. Mm-hmm. And he's like one of the best friends in Atlanta, which uh-huh. is like my favorite thing this year. Like it's so, yeah. so good TV show. And he's also the guy that shouts, get out, in, get out. He's the guy. Uh, he's the guy. Titular hero, get, get out. out. That's a good role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's the guy who says, get out. He gets to say it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, and if you get to say the actual name of the film, that's the big bucks. Yeah. yeah. Like the people who say Lord of the Rings and Lord of the Rings. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, shit. Like that part where Aragorn turns to the camera <laughs> yeah. and is like, ah, oh, yes, now we know once and for all who is <laughs> Lord, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I remember that part. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so here's him talking about Death Note, bunch of other stuff. And yeah, he was, he was really funny. It's like, it's kind of weird doing an interview with Rory. I've never done that before. And it's like, it, you try not to fuck about too much but it is Rory who I fuck about with 99% of the time so it's like trying to like do this interview but then also actually listen to the guy who yeah, made the actually, film yeah actually listen to the guy but also at the same time make sure I'm still taking the piss out of Rory um, so, you yeah. can do both you've got, like, got, got a lot of press for that uh, yeah so the, here's Adam Wingard talking about some nice stuff so yeah we were just sort of wondering like what's your history with the anime um well, with, with not just this anime, but anime in general, you know, it really goes pretty far back. I mean, uh, if you'd asked me what my favorite film was, you know, when I was in high school, it would have been Ninja Scroll, you know, and uh, and probably Akira right behind that. Um, 
you know, uh, I, I have a couple brothers and, um, you know, we, we, you know, one of our main obsessions was anime. And I think it was probably because, you know, I'm from Alabama and, you know, growing up out there, you're kind of, you know, all, all, all the kids that you're growing up around just want to talk about trucks and baseball and stuff. And that wasn't really our interest. You know, we were always into movies and stuff. And anime was one of those things that was just... You know, and even like Japanese films in general, you know, yeah. like, and, and Hong Kong movies actually. Um, you know, those were just things that just felt so far away and different from where we were that it yeah. was just fascinating to us. And so, you know, like, it was, it, I guess it was in when I was in middle school or so um, that uh, Cartoon Network started uh, this thing called Toonami. And, I remember know, Toonami, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so I was obsessed with Toonami, you know, because like they would play. Um, you know, stuff like Tinchi Muyo and things like that, you know, and so there was like all these like cartoons that were suddenly coming through that we'd never heard of before yeah. and we were able to see and um, and so, you know, like, so anime was like one of my number one obsessions growing up, uh, Macross Plus, those kind of things and so, you know, you fast forward, you know, quite a few years later <clears throat> and um, I'd kind of really gotten out of, you know, watching a lot of anime um, around, maybe around 2006 or so, you know. Yeah. And um, it was just one of those things where, you know, my interest just went into different areas and I wasn't, I just wasn't up to speed on a lot of things. I would see things occasionally, but. Um, so, you know, it was around, it was about four years ago, um, my brother uh, called me on the phone kind of randomly and uh, we were talking and, he just kind of at the end of the conversation, he says, "Oh yeah, you know, I meant I've been meaning to tell you if you um, if you ever get a chance to adapt something, uh, you should do Death Note." And um, you know, which I'm just like, "Well, yeah, I'm sure it's just that easy." You know, I'll just yeah. <laughs> I feel like doing this. I'm going to go do it. You know, um, especially at that time. Uh, but that was the first time that it, my awareness was really drawn to it. Like I'd heard the name Death Note before, and um, but my impression of it was I thought it was like a horror thing. I thought yeah. it was like one missed call or a ring, you know, like yeah, yeah, one of those yeah. kind of like, you know, like a horror movie. You write somebody's name in the note and they die, you know, like uh, but like you know from that kind of perspective. And so um, after that call, like you know, that's when I started like kind of you know getting into it and reading the manga. And uh, it, for me, it was the manga first and then the anime. And yeah. then, uh, you know, and then from there, um, you know, that's uh, that's just where my familiarity went to it. And then it was like oh, a couple years later, again, like another two years, that that's when I randomly got the script sent to me. And it was like, oh, wow, like, <laughs> you know, uh, my brother uh, kind of like foresaw this or something, yeah. you know, like because he's never told me that I should adapt anything, you know, or, you know, even like talking about movies that I should do. And uh, what was that phone call like? phoning him up and saying, so you know that uh, anime you said I should make a movie of? Uh. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I don't really remember when that came around. I think I might have just told him that I had it and then, and then you know, it was, it was a pretty easy process to get involved with it because, you know, um, at the time the movie was set up over at Warner Brothers and, um, you know, it was actually the easiest movie to get because uh, I'd read the script. Uh, actually, I read the script the morning before my meeting. I think I'd forgotten I had this <laughs> meeting. And I was like, oh, shit, I should read Death and, uh And the script, it needed a lot of work, but it was pretty clear that um, uh, that it was the bones of a really cool movie. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's much different than the movie that we actually ended up making uh, in a lot of ways. But, uh, yeah, I just went into WB and... Um, I met with uh, I can't remember the guy's name. He, he's he's not working there. Is head of production anymore. Uh, Greg Silverman, and um, 
you know, it was kind of funny because Greg was like pitching me on uh, initially doing Meg, you know, the giant shark movie, and I'm like, look, I, 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 I hate, I hate the ocean, I, I hate swimming, I'm but terrified of the books. ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Death. I love killing people and notebooks and yeah, no. So, uh, so weirdly, I was just like. You know, I'm not interested in that, but I did really like Death Note. And he was like, really? You know you're my top pick for that. I was like, no, how would I know that? <laughs> and it was really, like, that easy. And then I went in and, you know, I had a couple, like, very casual pitches. But, you know, they were already really into the idea of me doing it. And, you know, then it went from there. I had a similar thing, like, that the mangas that I watched when I was a kid. So my mum didn't really know what she was buying me. So my mum would buy me these tapes. Like, I collected, like, the Giver tapes, like, every month. Oh, month. yeah. So that my mum would buy them for me because she thought, Animation, it's like cartoons, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And I think she walked in on me watching like a Giver when I was like part eight. And it was like, this is when stuff was really fucking kicking off in the Giver as well. And she walked in, she was just like, where do you get this? I was like, you literally bought it for me. And it's like, so I didn't get to see like the last four parts of the Giver for uh-huh. years because I was like really super young, like 11 or something like that. Yeah. I was like, I shouldn't have been watching that shit. Yeah, I don't think my parents knew because I mean, I'm sure if they'd ever walked in on us watching Ninja Scroll, they would have yeah. been completely shocked, you know? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because even for me, it was like, I started with Dragon Ball Z because that was on Toonami as yeah, well. Toonami, yeah, Toonami, Show that all the time. And then kind of progressing through the usual path of like Naruto and Bleach and the long-running ones. Mm-hmm. But I think as soon as you are aware of anime and the the series that exist in in that world, Death Note is a name that always keeps popping up and you always hear people going, have you seen Death Note yet? You know, right. you've got to check out Death Note. Totally. So as soon as I, like I managed to check out the film uh, last week. And I think it's really interesting what you said about uh, the script having... The bones of something great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The the version that I read initially, it took place in Chicago. Uh, L was a much sm- uh, smaller part in it, you know, and um, and it was a lot less weird than the version of the film that we actually ended up making. It was a lot more straightforward, and yeah. uh, um, you know, it didn't have uh, Mia wasn't in it at all, you know, and so all those things were things that you know I brought to it, and kind of you know the first thing I immediately did was I pushed it into Seattle and then upped. L's role and uh, and Mia came in later. You know, yeah, because so. a lot of at least from my perspective, a lot of what the Death Note series is about is the battle between Light and L and these two Absolutely. geniuses. Always, it's like a game of chess. You know, they're always trying to outplay each other. Yeah, the phrase that's always thrown around is like a cat and mouse game. You yeah, know, and yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, and, and you know, from the get go, it was always. You know, like whenever we were adapting, you know, the questions we were always asking ourselves was, you know, like what, what are what are the thematic elements that make Death Note Death Note? You know, like because we knew that we were going to be taking a departure in a lot of like literal kind of story ways and character ways, and so then the question became like, well, you know, like, you know, then what's the core of this thing that makes it that? And so, you know, obviously the cat and mouse thing was 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 up there, and the. Uh, and, and really, you know, the, obviously the exploration of the morality, the good and evil, the and what's in between the gray area and things like that. And, you know, and so through developing, you know, the film with those in mind, you know, we kind of realized that each one of these characters, you know, kind of represented a different aspect of, of that. And they kind of fluctuate into different parts of that good and evil and gray area in between, you know. And so, like, you know, if you take, like, you know, Light's dad, Light, Mia, and L, and Ryuk's kind of off on the side, you know, yeah. and, you know, because in a way, Ryuk is like, you know, I guess, I guess he's, he, he's evil just because he's, you know, uh, he's really into people getting murdered, but ultimately, you know, I think Ryuk kind of represents the audience anyways, because he's very much more of a, 
he just wants to be entertained. He's a passive observer. Yeah. And even though he kind of insinuates the light a lot of times in the film um, that he's uh, that he's pulling strings and stuff, really, he's just, you know, kind of saying that just to mess with his head, but really he's not doing anything, you know. Yeah. Which is which was a, a tricky thing with a character, a character that actually uh, technically doesn't do anything is one of those things where because like in the original script I had Ryuk was almost in it like almost not at all you know really oh really yeah. and I'd heard that uh, and I never read it but I heard that there was earlier drafts where Ryuk wasn't in the script whatsoever and there were some people at WB that I had talked to that were like oh we love Death Note but you know we keep telling them they need to cut Ryuk out of the script I'm just like you know I don't think you guys know what you're talking about because like he's the death in notes like, you yeah, can't just I mean, do that yeah exactly and he's the main carryover he's he's the one literal carryover we took from the original series and yeah. you know he's he's pretty much um, not perfectly translated because he's maybe a little bit less you know, he, he has a little bit more silly moments in the original series, which are really fun. And, you know, and I tried to give him still a little bit of that vibe. We just don't go quite as over the top with yeah. it, you know, with his uh, his um, uh, addiction to apples and all that kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, he, that's there, but it's not as like, yeah. he's not having withdrawals in the film, you know, as much <laughs> as I would love to do that, and maybe for the sequel, especially now that everybody knows, you know, because it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I think... Especially, you know, uh, producers and, and uh, you know, executives. I think a character like that scares them a bit because, yeah. you know, it, you know. I think on the page it reads like it's going to be kind of like ridiculous. Yeah. And now, you know, that the movie's tested and, you know, gotten out there a bit, you know, I think everybody realizes that Ryuk is like, you know, everybody's favorite thing. He, so. I was just going to say that. He was actually my favorite exactly. part of the movie. Yeah. And I was, I was genuinely a little bit worried because... Uh, Obviously, this isn't the first live-action Death Note movie they've been. We obviously have the Japanese ones mm -hmm. where Ryuk was very heavy on the CGI side. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the, I mean, the the approach to Ryuk was almost, uh, you know, a response to the to the way they did it in the Japanese film because because uh, yeah, he is just fully CGI. He's all out there. Yeah. And the first thing I wanted to do is I was like, well, if we're gonna do the big budget, you know, um, Americanized Death Note thing, it's like. The first thing we got to do is like you know bring Ryu to life in a way you've never seen before. So you know, uh, you know, actually the first you know approach to him was, you know, uh, because I did want something on screen. We actually built a eight or nine foot tall animatronic version of Ryu that's like a puppet and um, amazing. You know, Please tell me you have this in your house now. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't have it unfortunately. <laughs> it was uh, it was actually kind of a disaster. The, it looked really really cool, yeah. but it was one of those things where like when we did our test of it, I mean. First off, it was too strong. It, <laughs> it became sentient. <laughs> yeah. It must be destroyed. Well, no, like the the first off, it was like it was just massive. I mean, not just up and down, but it was it had this like rig attached to it that was like twelve feet long on the other side. You know, so like yeah. this way it's twelve feet. This way it's like you know almost nine feet tall. And um, the the animatronic stuff, we just never really got it there. So like you know, if he would like look in this direction, it'd be like. Beep, you know, and like, you know, his mouth would kind of like, you know. And so the shark from Jaws. <laughs> yeah, it really was. And, and, you know, and I was just picturing myself on set, you know, like take after take trying to get this fucking animatronic thing to work. And so we just threw that out right away. You You're know, like, it's basically. a dude in a suit, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's funny because like one of my, uh, my, my VFX editor on the film, he's, uh, he's kind of a one of a kind guy where he's, 
he's really obsessed with um, you know uh, 1950s era like you know kind of uh, UFO movies and monster okay. films, Godzilla and stuff like that, and you know so he was like really interested to see this animatronic thing, you know, when I told him about it. He couldn't believe that we'd almost did that. Yeah, I should have uh, told him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but so what we ended up doing after that was, is, um, you know, because we knew that wasn't going to work, um, we actually hired this actor, Jason Lyles, who's a seven-foot-tall actor, and um, he's actually wearing the costume, and we did face replacement. And, um, and credit to the uh, VFX team, uh, Colin Strauss, who's the VFX supervisor, I mean, he uh, he really helped push the idea of, like, let's get as much on camera as possible. He's yeah. not one of these, like, it's got to be CGI guys, you yeah. know, and all that. And what, what we did, because we knew that he was going to be shot in the dark most of the time, because um, I always wanted it to feel... You know, like you were kind of like trying to figure out what you were looking at. Um, that, uh, but we knew that his eyes were going to be glowing, so that there'd be something there. And so on set, um, you know, it was the full costume. The face was cut out, but they they created these kind of LED uh, glasses that kind of look like these red lights. You know, that look yeah. like eyes. You know, um, and so it gave us a lot of confidence, you know, because we could look at that and say, okay, you know, like, even though we're not lighting this face, you know, you know it's back there, you know that the just the eyes alone is going to sell a lot of it, and, you know. He was he was scary. I mean, because the first time he came on screen, you have that scene where he's kind of silhouetted and you see the spikes rising up beyond the shelves, and I was like, oh, here's Ryuk. He's going to have some little corpse and jokes. Then 30 seconds later, just... Petrified, you know, like it really played out well. I would have loved to see the animatronic, but yeah. the final product yeah, exactly. was definitely good. Yeah. I guess like Willem Dafoe's, uh, Willem Dafoe's voice sells it as well. Was it always going to be Willem Dafoe? Yeah, well, you know, funny enough, um, you know, uh, whenever we were first compiling our list of, uh, of people who were going to voice Ryuk, um, my, my initial thought was like, let's do something completely unexpected with it um, and kind of base it around more of like, Ryuk's glam rock stylings, you know, because he clearly <laughs> looks like he's like an 80s goth glam rocker. Yeah. And so I was like, it would be really awesome if David Bowie did the voice. And so like, you know, like he was at the top of the list. And then like right before we got into the casting of it, then David Bowie died. And so it was like, wow, okay, that's, you know, that, that didn't work out, you know. <laughs> and so then the next person on the list, I'm not even joking, it was Prince. And then Prince died, and then Stop it was like... Stop running these fucking names in the book. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I was like well, our, casting list, yeah, our casting list was literally like a death Holy note. Shit, really? so, um, so then I kind of decided, like, let's not kill any more music icons. And, uh, and Willem Dafoe was at the top of the list uh, for actual, just like normal actors. And, yeah. uh, you know, and for me, it's really rare that you, the first guy you go after is the one that you get. And, yeah. um, you know, we, he was the first one we actually approached. And, uh, and, and he just immediately said yes, uh, for whatever reason. <laughs> How do you think it would have worked with Prince doing that? And now that you've seen the finished film. Yeah. Oh, I think it would just, you know, it, it would have just been a different approach to it, you know. Um, I, I, you know, it, it definitely would have been a different type of Ryuk. Yeah. Uh, but I think we would have probably played up a little bit more of kind of an uh, an effeminate type of glam rocker kind of vibe to his motions. And uh, um, I mean, I think David Bowie would have been a little bit closer of a match. But, uh, you know, I I think whenever you're casting, you're always trying to think about like, not not what's the obvious choice, but what's like something that's kind of left field and really interesting. And and, and for whatever reason, those just two felt really interesting to me. And... um, now they're dead, so. <laughs> <laughs>
Amazing. Uh, so I'd love to talk a little bit about the ending of the film, mm -hmm. which is kind of left quite ambiguous and open-ended. Mm -hmm. um, is that an uh, indication that we might be able to see more films in this franchise? Because obviously, if you you know if you've seen the series, you know there's a lot more content to cover. You've got Near, oh, yeah. um, uh, Mellow, and, and the other detectives. Is this something that you'd like to <laughs> possibly do in the future? Uh, absolutely. I mean, when I pitched it to Netflix, you know, like because you know we were at WB and the movie went into a turnaround over there. Um, you know, WB was going through sort of a um, a bad spot. You know, with uh, they had a couple flops in a row, like Pan, Heart of the Sea, and stuff like that. And so they were kind of getting, they were kind of emptying their slate of anything that was a mid-budget range movie. And um, and so uh, you know, we got the axe pretty pretty abruptly. You know, it was really, it was actually kind of shocking because um, there was no indication that it was coming down the pipe. Everybody was like, "We're good to go. This is happening." You know, we were doing budget uh, breakdowns yeah. and everything. And I was finishing Blair Witch at the time. So like on Friday, we finished the mix for Blair Witch. I went out of town Saturday and Sunday with the idea that Monday I was gonna come back home and start working on the film. On the drive back, I get a call from my manager and he's like, he says something kind of cryptic. I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, oh wait, you haven't heard? I'm the one who's gonna have to fucking tell you? And then he tells me that like, the movie got dropped at WB and it was like, wow, okay. you know, I'm literally going there for the first day. And, so this uh, is before Blair Witch comes out, so like, Obviously, before Blue yeah, Witch went bananas. Was, and, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. it was way before, and so, um, and so that was like a big bummer, and uh, you know, and I thought, okay, well, there's no way this movie's gonna happen. You know, this is like, you know, a really expensive rated R movie about a magic notebook and a demon. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, who's gonna pick yeah. this up? You yeah. know, and which ultimately it's fine because I think WB would have lost the nerve and they would have gone PG-13. I think there was already sw slight whisperings of um, the budget going down. Um, and and we were already kind of like right. We you know we, we knew what the movie needed to cost, and yeah. um, so you know it wasn't. But like a week later, Netflix you know kind of swooped in, and it was just kind of like perfect timing wow. for everybody. And they were ready to do it. The budget actually, I think we did it for even more than what we would have done it at WB, and obviously the rating was an issue. So when I went to Netflix, you know like my. I uh, I pitched them, you know, as it as a series, you yeah. know, because obviously, you know, this film doesn't cover a lot of territory, you know, even though like even what we cover is still basically just loosely based on what happens in the manga. You can yeah. still kind of follow, you know, what you know, basically the first two, maybe two and a half books, you know, yeah. not counting like Mia's involvement or Misa, and um, and so. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I, I saw, I see it as at least two films. You know, I think there's like a solid two films, maybe three, and then you could spin it off into other things. Like I think it'd be really cool to do like an L, you know, origin story movie. You know, mm -hmm. where you kind of see, you know, the the program that he was raised in. You know, because our version of it is a lot more nefarious than yeah, you know the, yeah. than the original manga version and. Uh, but you know all that's based on you know you know real type of things that are really going on you know mm -hmm. and so that that would be an interesting exploration for me and 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 you know I've heard them talk about potentially like maybe you know like after we do some movies some like a TV show version oh, and, awesome. um, you know and but yeah the ending you know I I feel like the movie works as a closed loop you know like because I think. In a lot of ways, uh, you know, it is intimidating to try to think about doing uh, a sequel just because I feel like the movie thematically really uh, says a lot of stuff and it really ties itself together. Um, you know, and, and, and I do like the idea that that movie just ends with 
everybody completely fucked, you know, <laughs> like like nobody ends in a good place, yeah. you know. And uh, but yeah, it is definitely opened up where uh, y we could jump in and do a sequel, and it's it's ready to go for it, you know. Do you think in one of those maybe sequels or the TV series we'd get to see the potato chip scene? <laughs> you know what? Like I was talking about this the other day. I was like. You know, uh, while we were shooting the film, the whole time I was like, oh, should we get that potato chip scene in the film? And, you know, like I really wrestled with that, you know, because it's obviously such an iconic part of the series yeah. and just a funny thing. But but ultimately, you know, I didn't I didn't push for it because, you know, it's just it's a different sense of humor. It's a different tone yeah. than the final movie we're doing. But, you know, in retrospect, what I should have done in the last round of like pickups is I should have shot like a post credit sequence for it, you yes. know, and uh, just thrown in it at the end. And, you know, I was, I'm really kicking myself uh, for not <laughs> doing that, you know, because I think it would have been fun. thing is, it's hard because like one of the things we want to talk about is like how difficult it is dealing with like how do you get the balance right between dealing with like super dedicated fans who are expecting like a few things from a death movie thing and actually wanting to make your own movie. Yeah, I mean, like, I think initially when I went into it and, you know, and I started developing this script, you know, I, I really tried pretty pretty carefully to stay as close to the source material as possible. But um, ultimately, you know, when you take, you know, uh, something out of Japan, you know, Death Note in itself is such a Japanese thing in yeah. pretty much every way, you know. Mm -hmm. And so when you take that out of Japan, it just changes everything, you know, really, and um, including like the character motivations and all that kind of stuff. And and so, you know, I, I found myself like in kind of a weird position where the more I tried to kind of keep it the same, the, the more it just felt like it, it, it just kind of fell apart yeah. in this context um, for whatever reason. And so, yeah, I was pretty terrified the whole time because I was like, I just, I know that there's going to be some people that are going to eat me so eat me alive for, yeah, you know, some of the decisions we're making, you know, because especially like the decisions in terms of um, the way the characters act, you know, light is very different. You know, in a lot of ways, yeah. Mia is actually much more like light in the anime, you know. Yeah, I agree um, with that. But, you know, the idea with them was always to, you know, uh, you know, I just thought it was... It, it was very interesting that the the kind of dynamic, the Adam and Eve kind of dynamic of you know the male and female coupling, you know, coming together to uh, give birth to Kira, as opposed to it just being about this one guy, mm. and you know, obviously L has a different um, escalation of his character. You know, uh, in in the anime, he would never <clears throat> he would never emote in the same ways he does in, uh, in our film, but you know, that's a purposeful thing that we're doing. You know, in terms of you know, his background is different in this one, and his relationship with his handler, Watari, mm -hmm. is one of those things where once Watari's out of the picture, you know, Els, Els not only kind of like starts falling apart, but at the same time, it's almost like he's starting to develop more of a personality, yeah. becoming more of a human, you know, which involves him becoming angry and emoting and all those yeah, kind of things. Yeah. And he stops eating the candy, and the candy may or may not be, you know, like some sort of weird mind control additives in there or something, you know. Um, so but I think that's what you got to do. You've kind of got to make your own thing with it. Because, yeah. Because, like, I remember, like, I was a huge fan of Juon, and then when they remade that, when they made, like, the American version, everything was exactly the same except for the main character. Yeah, it was like, it, now Bill Pullman's it, in it. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, like, took place in Japan. It's just like, why have you kept everything yeah. well, yeah, and changed it? Like, this is pointless. That, that's ultimately kind of the conclusion I came to, too, is I was like, this just has to be, you know, Adam Wingard's death note because... Yeah. You know, whenever you're adapting something, if you adapt it really closely, but you just change a couple little things, yeah. I feel like that's just more offensive than anything. Whereas at least this, 
you know, from the very get-go, we're saying this is a whole new beast. And, yeah. you know, obviously, like, there's inspirations from the original series and, you know, and, and some direct carryovers, but for the most part, it's a, it's a new experience, you know. I do. When I was watching it, it did feel like it was the same situation where a Death Note has fallen on someone called Light, mm -hmm. but almost as if it's in a parallel universe where yeah. the characters are all there, but just tweaked ever so slightly and events play out in a completely different way. And the only one I really feel like could have existed in both of those worlds is Ryuk. Exactly. It's as if he could, you know, he's wherever the Death Note goes. Well, that's right. Yeah, he's like the carryover. And, you know, I mean, and, and, and the thing was is getting into it is that, you know, and obviously we've had a little bit of controversy in terms of... Um, the approach to it but then again you know people haven't seen the movie so they're kind yeah. of lashing out at the fact that you know most anime adaptations have been horrible um, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know like it, you know when we were going into it it was kind of like okay you know here's this manga series uh, here's the anime that faithfully adapts it to a T basically and here's like you know four or five movies or whatever it is you know that have already adapted this thing so this has actually already been done before yeah. you know and so Instead of doing this kind of like, you know, half-ass bullshit version of it, let's just take this and do something completely fresh. And, you know, yeah. and the, the creators are 100% behind that vibe and, you know, they've seen the movie and stuff and they like the movie. They like the direction we took with it. And, um, you know, uh, I think some of the main notes they had for us going into it was, um, you know, on the page, I think it read like... It read kind of funny where like L's like getting into a private jet and all these kind of things yeah. and they're like, you know, L, L wouldn't uh, be obsessed with, you know, any kind of things like that. And I was like, well, he's not obsessed with it in this one either, but like, you yeah. know, he's in a situation where he just doesn't have to worry about anything. You yeah. know, like he wants to go somewhere, there's a jet waiting for him, there's a limo waiting for him, you know, because he's he's on a hold, he's on a breakaway civilization type of uh uh, a kind of reality, you know, yeah. he's he's living outside of our reality to a certain degree. Yeah. So one of our favorite movies this year um, was Kong Skull Island. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're taking over uh, from Godzilla. Yeah. Um, what, how he's you wrecking the cities now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty tall, man. <laughs> like, how are you approaching Godzilla v King Kong, man? Well, it's I mean, it's pretty early on that one yeah. right now. Like we, uh, you know, for for that film. Uh, you know, uh, I, I met with Legendary, you know, while we were in the final phases of uh, Death Note and um, and they uh, they asked me to come into their office and they were pretty much right away interested in me yeah. doing the film. You know, the, um, they, they wanted to see Death Note first, but yeah. there was a, there was a uh, for whatever reason, there was an interest in me. And uh, maybe I'm on like some sort of like Illuminati list of like approved <laughs> directors, you know, like Mulholland Drive type of thing. Yeah. You know, there's like a weird like midget in a room with like one arm and he's the one, you know. Get uh, me with God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. You know? um, you know, but like so, uh, whenever I went in there, they they actually had the script for Godzilla two and and a huge lookbook for it, which was amazing. I mean, like full painted yeah. color, you know, wow. things with all the monsters and the new one, and they look fucking great. Um, and they had an outline that had just been finished uh, by Terry Rossio and a um, and and, and uh, he had like a, um, a a writer's room put together that they had created that. 
and so I read both of those and they were really cool and you know so just kind of you know it, it was like yeah let's let's do it and they came in and they watched um, uh, we actually had to sneak them in to watch Death Note uh, and uh, and so they watched Death Note and that was like they put in the offer right away after yeah. that and uh, yeah I mean you know uh, I think that the outline has a lot of promise in terms of um, a lot of really really cool stuff that we yeah. can do with it and. Uh, you know, I mean, I think the cool thing about this series is that it's one where the directors really get to make, you know, their stamp on the material. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, you know, like Jordan obviously made, you know, like a completely, you know, unique, insane take on Kong that you would yeah. never expect, you know. And, and obviously Gareth's Godzilla is very Gareth. And, yeah. You know, so... Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, you know, there's not a lot to say about it right now, but yeah. other than... You know, I'm really excited, and I've been watching uh, a whole lot of Godzilla movies. You yeah. know, the whole thing has been really cool, just because, you know, I haven't seen really a, a lot of the original Godzilla films since I was a little kid. Yeah, you know, and yeah. as a kid, I was obsessed with it. You know, and everybody, I don't know about you guys, but I know that I remember specifically having arguments about who would win in a Absolutely, fight. Yeah. You know, King Kong and Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, Monday and, morning. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And uh, and everybody had an opinion, you know, and and it was weird how like the even though there was a King Kong versus Godzilla movie, um, like it, even as kids, it's like it, we all knew that that wasn't uh, that wasn't um, the definitive answer yeah. to it, you know. And I'm saying it, it, <laughs> something about that movie, even as kids, you could smell that it was kind of a cash in, you yeah. know, yeah. and uh, and it always felt like that it was it was left, you know, uh, kind of unanswered and. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I've been just watching, uh, reacquainting myself with Godzilla movies, and yeah. it's been really, really fun, actually. But you say, like, this Illuminati list sort of thing. We are seeing this amazing thing where, like, small, like, indie directors are being given these giant projects to right. work on. Like, why do you think people are sort of doing that now? Because, I mean, like, if you say, like, Gareth Edwards got taken onto Godzilla, like, yeah. the biggest thing in the world. Yeah, and, you know, and they, you know, like, people like Colin Trevorrow and all those guys, you know, they've, they've been kind of pushed into the mainstream in a kind of abrupt way. And, I mean, for me, at the very least, I'm, you know, I've been kind of fortunate because... I never had that just like, hey, here's your first indie movie, and then, you know, here's $200 million to go do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, like, it's always been a steady progression for me. You know, like, my first film, uh, Pop Skull, was um, $3,000, then A Horrible Way to Die was $70,000, and then Your Next was uh, half a million, and then, you know, the last few years I've been kind of in the $5 million range, and then Death Note was a huge step up, around forty. Yeah. and so... Um, so I've I've been able to you know have a trajectory where it kind of makes sense that you know now it's like okay and I don't know why I didn't get a chance to just like go from my half a million dollars you know to a two hundred million dollars but for whatever reason this is how it's worked out but yeah. it's really good and Death Note's a really great kind of uh, stepping stone to at least understanding the mechanics of you know big studio filmmaking and um, you know and that kind of thing yeah and just finally because we've been wrapped up like I know you like you've worked with Larry Fessenden in the past mm -hmm. and uh, he's like super involved with this video game series until dawn now mm -hmm. like you know we obviously we're a big fan of the horror stuff would you ever sort of consider moving into like video games or having a crack at that yeah I think that would be really cool I mean uh, actually my my brother the one who uh, you know talked about Death Note to me uh, he uh, that he, sounds cool man he, uh, he actually <laughs> he actually um, he, he designs video games and stuff oh, and, sweet. Uh, he, he used to work at EA games for a little while but um, yeah I mean I, it's not something I've put a lot of thought into but uh, it would definitely be something interesting but you know right now it's just uh, 
you know, my, my career trajectory has just been trying to get bigger and bigger movies, basically, because, you know, ultimately I'd like to do a Star Wars film or something like yeah. that, you know, <laughs> so it's kind of trying to go in that direction, and then and then I have a bunch of other projects that uh, I want to do, but yeah. a lot of them are very expensive type of films, like I have yeah. a war movie that I want to do, and um, but I don't want to do it for cheap, you know, so uh, a lot of this stuff, you know, getting these bigger and bigger movies is really about the long game, you know, and, yeah. you know, in the back end being able to do the movies I want to do. And then once I've, I've there's, there's, there's about, there's about three movies that I'm really obsessed with doing, you know, is okay. like, you know, and then once I get those out of the way, I think I'll, um, I'll feel uh, a sense of fulfillment, and hopefully Put I'll have a decent amount of money. Exactly, exactly. And, um, awesome. Thank you so much for talking to us, man. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Cheers. Thanks, man. So a funny thing happened just before, just after that interview. What? So if you don't know, these interviews take place like in hotel rooms, and it's in a really okay. fancy hotel called the Corinthia near right. the South Bank. And I was there that day because we also interviewed Iron Fist and Daredevil yes, right yeah, after. Yeah. It was like a Netflix junket. Yeah, yeah. So, because you guys were doing that, I was like, I don't want to just be quiet in that room for like 30 minutes. So I, yeah. I stayed in another room. But I really, 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 really needed a wee. And all, all <laughs> Netflix, for some reason, usually you can use the toilets in the in the holding room. Yeah. But they locked them off. Yeah. They put big Netflix advertising. So I couldn't get into the toilet. I'm dying for a piss. I was like, how long are they going to be? I was like, <laughs> and I was like, you were like 40 minutes by the end. Yeah. And I went down to the room and I was like, I really need to get in there. But there's all these other vacant hotel rooms. And I saw my friend who was waiting to do a written interview with Adam Wingard sitting outside the hotel room. And I was like, oh man, I need to go. I am just went, went into this toilet. Oh, it's amazing. It was so good. Like, <laughs> P or who? P, P. Okay, right. One for the record books. Oh, yeah. so yeah, yeah. good. And then while I was wrapping up my business, I realized Adam Wingard and my friend were in that hotel room at started to do the written interview mm. so i was like Notice the, ah. so i'm like trapped in the toilet going do i wait for this 20 minute written interview in this toilet or do i style this out so i, I flushed it washed my hands yeah. and i walked out and i was like all right and i just walked out of the room Yo, we got and, and the netflix pr <laughs> just going, dropped the deuce <laughs> So my friend who's doing the interview is like, yeah, at the beginning of my interview, we knew you were having a piss. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like something out of a, straight out of a sitcom. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah, it actually yeah, That's a Larry happened. David moment yeah. for sure. We, we, it was a weird day that day because we also, because um, we just, had we just done Daredevil or we were about to? Oh, we were about to, oh, no, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, that was annoying. He just, uh, so Iron Fist, was the guy who plays Iron Fist? Uh, Finn Jones. Finn Jones, yeah. He, um, he kept the mic on and he just fucked off. He so still we had to do this other interview. Oh no, you had to do the Defenders interview, right? Yeah, with the showrunner yeah. afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And he like took our He took the mic. mic. And it was just like this really weird thing where like the PR was like, we're, we've just lost 15, 20 minutes, which is, you know, two interviews probably. Yeah. Um, and the PR's like getting really stressy. But also, he can't be stressed at us because it's not our fault. I'm fist of fucking took it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the PR's like, I'm trying to. And be he like said as he was going straight to the Eurostar. And yeah. I was like, have we just lost our mic? Is he taking it to Paris? But I was trying to be as like direct as <laughs> I could ridiculous. with that guy because he was just like, um, you guys might have to do it without. And I was like, oh, we literally can't. So we need, just need the mic back. And he was just like, go. Yeah. And he was just like, I told the girl, <sighs> I was like, oh, by the way, um, Iron Fist just took her mic and she's like oh and I was like oh we need to interview the guy from Defenders like right now like can you just and she was like yeah two seconds picks up her phone just starts like banging out a text like uh -huh. Iron Fist taken I, I was like maybe phone them just call I don't know totally. yeah, maybe just get on the phone yeah. um, and it was like this weird thing with like the PR was trying to like rush us along going yo you might have to do it without it's like oh we literally can't he's like you know, like when you give someone an answer that they just they can't do anything with, so you yeah. just like I'm just gonna stand outside. Yeah. <laughs> Great, uh, but it was good. We did a bunch of good interviews. Wait, uh, did he bring back the mic? 
Yeah, he did. We got it back in the yeah, end. So, and we did. That's exciting. Went on. But one other thing that Wingard talks about, so he's doing Godzilla versus King Kong. Like, he's the guy who's going to take over that. So we talked about, like, you know, the cool thing of, like, indie directors taking over these, like, yeah. massive projects. Now, that's, that's a really cool bit of the interview. But we actually went to see Shin Godzilla the other day. Have you guys seen this? No, but I've heard really awesome <gasps> yeah, things about it. Yeah, I hear nothing but good things, yeah. It's, it's, I so, loved it. I think so, I loved it more than you. You loved it more than me. Yeah. I loved it more than Rory yeah. and we all loved it more than the man who walked out after 20 minutes after two cans of Stella next to me yeah. <laughs> yeah. yikes um, so yeah I've heard about this for a while it's been on a bunch of flights but yeah, like, it's a I've really talked, interesting yeah. movie but I've, I've talked to Rory about it a couple of times and we were like oh we need to see this in the cinema so yeah. there was like a screen in the other day like a fan screen so we went to that they had um, one showing in, in San Francisco uh, and it was during E3 wow. and so I didn't ah. get to see it in the theaters but I really want to see it in the theater yeah. because I, I heard it's an awesome movie that's the thing like we yeah. did nothing but good things and like it's kind of this weird thing where it's kind of like um this i think it's meant to be funny yeah it's not what i was expecting at no. all i didn't watch any trailers but it is like a bureaucratic comedy yeah you mean you said it really good it was like it's like the thick of it yeah like, you guys watch yeah. the thick of yeah. it yeah. so it's essentially that but so all these agencies godzilla. if godzilla happened everyone passing responsibility going well we don't have the task for you uh, yeah. i think it's your department it's like we'll have to create new laws and it's right. just like it's hard to watch that in Japanese because I think it's like really fast-paced dialogues. Yeah. So it's cut between loads of cameras and it's like they go to the prime minister's office then they go yeah. to a meeting room then they have to go back to the prime minister so there's a lot of corridor walking. Sure. So it's very like the thick of it. Yeah, it's really... And like we were laughing quite a lot but then... But it's quite serious as well. But then like you see Godzilla... Well, well I thought it wasn't Godzilla first but you basically... You see him in like really, really unevolved state um, which is just like this weird sea creature, like glob of red. Mm -hmm. um, and he's got the stupidest eyes I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> a fish like, eyes. Like proper like fish eyes. Like googly <laughs> eyes. Like, googly. And like a dead rare character. Yeah, it's like a rare character. Like he's got these eyes. And he, as soon as he showed up, we just fucking burst out laughing because it's really funny. <laughs> but we were the only ones laughing because it was a Godzilla fan screening. Yeah. Sure. And they were yeah. like, oh, of course. Are you, guys, are you guys old school Godzilla fans? Yeah, I've seen a few of the originals, of them, yeah. but not like... Um, I grew up watching those movies. Like, they're yeah. some of my favorite movies and I really love the old style of, like, just a dude in a rubber suit. Yeah. Especially from the, like late 60s early 70s era Godzilla films where it's like they really go over the top where he's like fighting with like Jet Jaguar yeah. and he's like like flying on his tail and kicking people and like it's just ridiculous Dude, you yeah, and your like, Jet Jaguar when we were in Japan he went to literally every store we could find to find a Jet Jaguar figure because they only had what was it Ultraman Ultraman yeah. I don't know what I was, Jet, what's Jet Jaguar Jet Jaguar is a uh, man built a human built robot that fights along God's, uh, alongside Godzilla in a couple Amazing. of Godzilla films yeah and he's a robot that has teeth for some okay. reason. He has like these sharp teeth. It's very strange. Um, but there's a whole song about him from. Uh, he sounds from brilliant. One, yeah, he's great. Is he piloted uh, remotely uh, or internally? Uh, I don't remember. I don't think so. Okay. I think he's just a he's just sentient, sentient robot. Yeah. Oh, good. So, um, good on him. But yeah, it was really funny because we kept going into all these hobby shops in Japan and uh, Marty and Andrew kept being like, we found him, we found him. And I'd be like, no, that's just Ultraman again. Like, you just found <laughs> Ultraman. Andrew yeah. and Matt, though. It was like, it was like, the implication was like, no, you fucking idiots. That's <laughs> literally Ultraman. He's like, Ultraman. <laughs> He's like that with the, again, uh, the guy behind the show. I was like, oh, can you believe these guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> this guy knows. It was really great because I kept going into these shops and asking the shopkeepers if they had any Jet, uh, jet Jaguar stuff. And these dudes would get stoked because yeah. like, it must be such a rare occurrence that a, anyone is looking for Jet Jaguar, Westerner. and B, let alone a Westerner. Yeah, so yeah. he'd be like, oh, Jet Jaguar. Yeah. We can finally no. sell this stupid piece <laughs> of crap. <laughs> you were really close to doing a Japanese accent. Nah, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Um, yeah, I bought so much stuff like that, like just walking around shops. and yeah. like I bought so much of, I don't even know what it is, but I bought maybe three, I think, of the guy who's like, where's a gold toilet? 
Um, there's like this guy who sits on a gold toilet and he also has a helmet that's a gold toilet. Ultraman. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah awesome. I'm thinking of Ultraman. Yeah. So good. Like I bought Powers this like little slug and I asked the guy, I was like, what's this from? And he's like, tell, tells me about this like Godzilla movie where he fights a giant slug. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Quite poignantly, we saw it on the day the guy who was in the original Godzilla suit died. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are you guys... Uh, bit heavy, isn't it? Are you guys uh, Evangelion fans? No. Okay, so the guy that created and directed Neon Genesis Evangelion, the world's most famous anime. Yeah. He also directed this new Godzilla film. Oh, wow. And uh, I've heard that it's like a very clear, like one-to-one that he directed oh, cool. both of those things. Like people that have seen it, oh, cool. like Jose Otero saw it. Yeah. Uh, may you rest in peace. He saw it and uh, he said that he's like, it, obviously this dude directed it because it has ah, a very Evangelion well, this is, feel. Yeah, this is a, I'm not going to go into specifics if people want to see it and spoil it, but there's an amazing sequence at night involving Godzilla where oh, he yeah, that's uses really some cool. of his abilities. And yeah. was, that's really cool. Is it still while he has the fish eyes though? Yeah. Um, well, you kind of, yeah. They're kind of hidden for a bit, but you do still see them. I was just like, They're I would have enjoyed that film. Like, I loved the film. I thought it was really good. I would have enjoyed it so much more if Different. it didn't have those fucking eyes, man. <laughs> like, it just it's did really my head funny when he's just like, because he's like, comes out of the sea in this kind of like, weird embryotic stage (laughs) and he's just like pushing himself (laughs) through Tokyo knocking stuff over by accident and it's like that he he fucking falls asleep for about two weeks this phrase I didn't realise he was this bit where he's just like asleep in Tokyo and I think the point is they should have killed him then but their indecision means he evolves and becomes indestructible but he's just like because he doesn't look like Godzilla I'm like Godzilla's gonna fuck this guy up that's nothing for Godzilla <laughs> yeah, I really like a like dead that. frog. <laughs> um, so you guys are like massive into anime then? No, it's not a big. Not really. Uh, so I've, I've only been turned on to anime by people who are also not really into it. So okay. it's only people that are like, I'm not into anime, but I really love this one series. XYZ, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like I've seen the entirety of probably the most well-known anime series. Okay, so like yeah, yeah. Evangelion, Bebop, Death Note. Um, what other ones have I watched? Naruto, like mm. a lot of Naruto, but it's it's only the ones that are like the biggest hits. There's a ton of like niche stuff that yeah. is so far beyond me. You know, like a- Miranda talks about anime yeah. nonstop. I yeah, bought yeah, um, like, Rory a Crunchyroll subscription for his birthday, uh, and when I was signing up, I was like, oh, I hate this bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, there you go, Rory. Hope you enjoy that. Yeah, I am um, like I used to watch a lot of like manga and like anime stuff when I was a kid, and then yeah. just completely got yeah. out of it. But recently. I've just I got obsessed like super, with just this uh, show called Ping Pong. Mm. It's fucking amazing. What's it about? It's table tennis. Table tennis. Yeah. It's like this. Um, it's like a, <laughs> hence these, the name. These uh, like young table tennis players. Yeah. Are going up against each other and just looks amazing. It basically like you know at the end of like every Dragon Ball Z episode they'd just be fighting for a bit. Yeah. It's like that, but ping pong. But ping pong. It's yeah. So there's good, a man. there's a a show that I've watched one episode of with. with Callie when she worked with us, we were capturing for some anime feature that I was producing. Yeah. And. Uh, think the show is called i don't remember what it's called i'm oh food wars okay yeah and it's just it's an anime battle sequence but it's all about cooking <gasps> yeah like, that yeah. sounds really good it's like really suggestive too though right uh i, hope I don't so. know yeah. yeah i guess oh, so. i mean like there's such a big like i don't know i know nothing about anime yeah, i don't same. watch anything i just i yeah. play like a bunch of like anime inspired games but yeah i, don't know I thought you'd be about, like, well into anime yeah yeah a lot of people say that i don't know i i probably would if i watched any of it i'm just lazy i'm just like i'm gonna go watch the defenders instead or whatever um <laughs> but no it's like that weird thing of like uh so many of like the sports anime like there are these like whatever like soccer like anything you can name yeah. like i almost said soccer sorry football uh or okay. anything you can you it's can imagine there's, <laughs> there's like an anime of now and it's so crazy to me because 
the niche is so funny because it's like already like like in America at least it's like kind of a niche of people who watch anime and then it just goes deeper and deeper and deeper to like anything you can imagine is an anime somewhere it's like if you're like oh man I'm like really fascinated about this documentary about a sushi chef it's like well good news there's an anime about sushi chefs that you can also watch 900 episodes just for you I guess going about episode 427 (laughs) is that rule number 44 like if there's yeah probably if you think it's an anime yeah Yeah. it's an anime I actually started watching uh, this anime that's happening right now called uh, My Hero Academia I've heard about this yeah we started watching it it rules like I yeah it's so cool it's it's about a alternate future where everyone has superpowers okay yeah and this the story centers around this one kid who doesn't and it's it's really good it's a really it's a really funny like really sweet show but then also the action sequences are fucking awesome like yeah it's really cool amazing but that's the first thing that i've been into in like a couple years yeah How's your Pokemon Go going, Andrew? Good. Yeah. How's it go going? Uh, How's it go going? Uh, well, there, are, there are five that are uh, special to a European event right now, and I got all of them. So. What did you just yeah. say? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, like the whole the the easy way to explain this is that when the game came out, there was a Pokemon in Australia, in Europe, in the U.S., and in Japan that you could only catch in those regions. I like that. And now that the game's a year old, they've been doing these events where, like, for one week only, you can catch it outside of that region. Okay. And so, coincidentally, while we're here, the one from Australia is here. Oh, nice. So coincidentally. Visiting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm here, honestly. <laughs> uh, so that proposal about, like, all the kind of workflow improvements that we're going to do. Yeah, it's, it? all, it's all bullshit. It was just I wanted to catch Genghiscon. <laughs> so there's established. that. And then there's this, uh, this, this is getting nerdy, but there's a Pokemon named Unknown that's in the shape of letters. There are 26 different ones. And so they're doing these, it's like the rarest one in the game. And they keep doing these events where like when I was in Chicago, they had just the letters that spell out Chicago. And so like right now here, they have just the letters that spell out Europe. So I caught E-U-R-N-P. Which not I London. Nice. Grow not, yeah. Grow not no, it's, it's all of Europe just right now. Europe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's in like 21 cities. That's cool. Yeah. It's, I like, I like it's, it's nice having interest in it. It's cool. Yeah. It's fine. You don't have to say it's cool. It's fine. Don't lie to me. Do you know what is cool? Daniel Krupa. Yes. That's a good answer. Also... Little game we like to play called Keyword Countdown. Keyword Countdown. Time for Keyword Countdown. It's Keyword Countdown. Time for Keyword Countdown. It's Keyword Countdown. <gasps> I'm a little nervous about this. I'm gonna. I gotta Lay down, admit. Gav. I don't know what this is. I don't even know what. Well, what is this? We have an intro sequence. If you don't know what keyword countdown is, IMDb categorized their movies via a bunch of crazy keywords. Oh wow! Okay. What, what I've done, or more importantly, what Thick Babadook has done, because <laughs> like I've basically started playing this game, and then people started sending me rounds, which has made so, him obviously lazy, so he doesn't have to <laughs> yeah, do it anymore. Of course, of yeah. course. Um, so what Thick Babadook has done is taken five movies. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Apparently, his name is like Stuart or something because um, Joe sometimes plays uh, Overwatch. He's like, oh, he comes into my Overwatch game sometimes. Like, his name's Stuart. I was like, well, his name's clearly Thick Babadook. Where's so. it? Th- <laughs> like, is it like, THICK like or THICC? THICC. Yeah, that's way better. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So, what Thick Babadook thick has done Babadook. is taken five movies, 10 keywords apiece. You guys have to guess what the movie is. From the keyword, are they movies okay. we know though? Like, are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not going to be like and some also, obscure no. French film. <laughs> There's a link between them as well, and the link Ooh. is fucking brilliant. So okay. like, that's that's how I pick how people send these in. There's also a guy called uh, I can't remember what your name is, but 
I've said this on the podcast before. Oh, it's a oh. chubby Freddy Krueger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a <laughs> but thank you for sending me so many keyword countdowns. My DMs are open for these, but as I said, stop sending hey, screenshots of things because I'm not going to do them. Uh, you keep sending me your keywords, but you keep sending me a screenshot of a Google Doc. So if you want to, if you want to participate in this that? and give us free work, yeah. uh, please just, format it correctly. Just put it in a Google Doc. Share the Google Doc with me. Boom, done. I wouldn't even have to do, I, that. Takes out more work. I don't have to do. So do that. I think your yeah. name's Wasina. I- <laughs> <laughs> he, know, he knows who he so is. So you guys can just shout out if you know them. You're against each other. Okay. Uh, Am I playing you playing as well? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. <clears throat> Film number one. Star Wars. <laughs> Sequel. Okay. Empire Strikes Back. Secret Passage. Temple of Doom. Temple. What? <laughs> Temple of Doom. Uh, Interrogation. Oh, slow down. National Treasure 2. <laughs> Jesus. Mother-son relationship. Amphibious vehicle. Ooh, oh, oh. My God. Austin Powers. Go Quicksand. What? What? <laughs> this sounds like an amazing movie. <laughs> yeah. It isn't. No, it's not. <laughs> oh. That's a little clue. Aquatic vehicle. Nuclear testing. I, uh, Attacked by an ant. Journey to the center of the earth. Attacked by an ant. Oh, honey, I shrunk the kids. Final clue. Uh, uh, Archaeologist. So it's got to be Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, that's not a sequel. Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Oh, f- oh God. <laughs> damn it! Exactly. That's all one one point. Oh, that's what I mean. I thought I'm when you went to Tower of Doom, yeah. you stopped. Uh, Secret passageway. Yeah, we've had uh, the classic. Co- what's it? Oh, is it, it just goes into that river, doesn't I have it? No idea. It's not like a classic car. That's just no, a car amph- in a river. Amphibious vehicle. Yeah, that's not amphibious vehicle. That's just a sa- car in water. I, I think I would have Hey, dude, blame my MDB. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would. I, I think I would have got a nuclear testing because that. Yeah, I, I feel like fridge. nuclear testing. That there. bit is cool. What was like, that from? That was with the fridge. Yeah, that yeah. bit is cool. Like that. Was that taken from something cool. else? Was it? When it happens upon like a, a town. See, I think that part's cool. I think once the explosion happens, it's not cool. I think what that is is originally the DeLorean in Back to the Future was going to be a fridge. Right. And then they were worried that kids would get in fridges and you can't open a fridge from the inside because of the vacuum. Mm. So you can they were worried about fridge. that crystal skull because everyone fucking hates crystal skull. Even kids are just like, I'm not getting in a fridge. George, like you've asshole. been trying to get this fridge thing in a movie. <laughs> Here we go. Film number two. Based on novel. Okay. Misery. <laughs> wow. Scene during end credits. Ooh. Okay. Two word title. That's a tag? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Calling someone fat man. <laughs> this is a hard one. Jazz band. Uh, I was going to say Lala then. Suitcase. Dumb and dumber. Writing in lipstick. Uh, the Shining. Breaking someone's thumb. Horse race. Sea biscuit. Final clue. Billiards. Call that pool in the US. Ah. Mm-hmm. Based on novel. Based on a novel. Seen during end credits. Okay. Two word title. Calling someone fat man. <laughs> Why does that make you chuckle every time? Because <laughs> that's a keyword. There's more than one mm-hmm. film that's yeah. categorized by <laughs> Jazz band. I feel like lipstick should be. Suitcase. I feel like breaking someone's thumb should be yeah. a clue. Writing in lipstick. Breaking someone's thumb. 
Horse race, billiards, the hustler. Oh. The hustler. Oh. But what I will say, a good thing, right, is if you don't get it, don't feel sad. What are you doing with your feet? They're just tapping don't, around. Don't do that. It's nervous energy. I really <laughs> want to win. If you don't get them, it's better for the people at home because if you get them like second try, they can't yeah. play along, right? Exactly. They yeah. don't get to giggle so, at Fabian. Yeah. That's what you're doing. You make the show better for the people yeah. at home. That's exactly. true. Yeah, that's why I'm not saying You're welcome. <laughs> Film number three. Ooh. Directed by female. Okay. Hurt Locker. 1990s. Okay. This is going. We just talked about this. Title spoken by character. <laughs> uh, Wayne's World. Bear Butt. Ooh. Pretty Woman. U.S. President. The American President. Bully Comeuppance. Bully what? Comeuppance. <laughs> <laughs> bully gets his Comeuppance, I guess. I like that. Remade. Oh, that remade. should be a, that should be a huge clue. Yeah. Drugs. Point Break. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well nice. Done. Nice. Well done. Why was it uh, drugs? Three, three points exactly. Well done. You add Catherine Bigelow as well because you said no locker. Yeah. Do any other ones? Drugs. Undercover cop. Extreme sports. Well done. Yeah. I actually didn't know she directed Point Break. <laughs> oh shit! What's happening here? Okay. <laughs> You're all right. I got it. You you lost it on your phone. Keyword: broken phone. Film <laughs> number four. Erection. Ooh. Oh, good start. Good start. Yeah. Killed in an elevator. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Mission Impossible. Sniper. John Wick. Neo-Nazi. American History X. You said it first. Magician. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, <laughs> Magician. Sniper. Neo-Nazi. Magician. These are all my favorite things. Yeah. Apart yeah. Neo-Nazi. Apart from Neo-Nazi, just point out. <laughs> Mafia. Penthouse. Bail Bondsman. Lake. <laughs> Final clue. Mystic River. Casino. That's a river, isn't it? Not a lake. Erection. <laughs> killed in an elevator. <laughs> the erection was killed in an elevator. Sniper. Neo-Nazi. Magician. Mafia. Penthouse. Bail Bondsman. Lake. Casino. Smoking Aces. Oh, oh never wow. even saw that movie. It's I right. saw that there's movie, a, but I'm not going to remember. There's a magician in it. Yeah, that's the thing. that I There's think an erection in it? <laughs> <laughs> there's loads of, uh, they're all different types of um, assassins. Oh, right. Yeah. There you go. Zach, you're the undisputed champ. Yeah. I don't know. So Zach's got two guesses, four points. So it is a hard week. It's a hard week. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what you get from the Thick Babadook. Oh, do you get that's more? what you get from Thick Babadook. I didn't even realize you get more points the earlier you went. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That's what you got. You should have a guess. Yeah. yeah. That's why I said misery. We've only I know had, it's probably not misery. Yeah, like if also there's but like... if you get 10 points. Yeah. yeah. Got, it has happened. We've, yeah. Got, we've got a league table and there's another section of the league table. It's like first clue guesses. Ooh. And it's like, I think... Joe's got two. Joe's got two. Dale's got two. You've got one. Scrabby's? got one. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Joe's good at this game. Um, All right. Who I think Rory's the only one without one now. Uh, I'm definitely gonna be without one. Well, yeah, no, have a go. There was a bit I've actually for, never seen a film, so this is very <laughs> difficult for me. <laughs> very confused yeah. right there now. There was a bit for ages. Time out. Can we talk for a second about the fact that Andrew was in the first film on this list? Yeah, it's not great. Ooh. What? You were the Andrew fridge. Was in? Yeah, yeah, I was. I was he the, plays fridge. the fridge. I was just one of the cardboard cutouts in it. No, I was. A, I was one of his students in the what? New Haven. You ever scene. seen? You seen the movie where the lady closes yeah, her yeah, eyes yeah. and says, "Love you." That was Andrew. That was you. Yeah. yeah. Was, Wait, you're yeah. one of the students in Crystal Skull. Yeah. That's amazing. Thanks. Were you directed by Steven Spielberg? Did God, you yeah, see him right he was. 
Yeah, I mean, oh, I'm, I mean, the ba- you can you can't even really see me in the classroom in the movie. You have to watch the bonus features in the DVD when they no, pan thanks. the camera because I was in the <laughs> back corner of the room. Really? So it was one of those things where I told everyone like. Go see the movie. You're going to see me in the classroom. No, you can't see me. Oh. You kind of can. But it's like really. um, Joe's dad does a lot of extra work now. Yeah. He's that's like, awesome. Yeah. Alicia's in a bunch of the Harry Potter films. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. right. Is she really? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in the Great Hall. Like as a featured extra? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think she's uh, like, she gets a wand, man. She got yeah, a wand. Yeah, yeah, she's like. She's got to be in like a battle scene, I think. That's amazing. Then, like, yeah. She played Neville Longbottom. Wow. <laughs> I know. He looks really different these yeah, days. Yeah. Oh, he's so hot, man. I know. Here we go. Last film. One word title. Misery. <laughs> Cult film. Seven. Hairy chest. <laughs> I keep forgetting that these are tags. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I remember, I was like, that's such a weird thing to tag it. Flipper. Drink thrown into someone's face. <laughs> My favorite tag is like uh, man lifted in air. <laughs> my, my favorite thing, my favorite thing is like someone's like settling in for the night and they're like, I really, just really want to see a movie or a drink yeah. thrown in someone's. <laughs> I really just want to see an erection, someone getting killed in an elevator. I've come, yeah. acro- I've come across like the people who do these keywords. I don't think I've ever told this on the podcast, but I've come across the, the people who do these keywords in uh, like comments on films okay. some, now and again. And I've, I've just happened to see this one guy. I was just reading uh, IMDb comments once. And I happened to see this one guy, and I was like, I'm sure I've seen that guy before. And I clicked on him, and I had. And he basically goes on to <laughs> loads of different <laughs> movies. And he, the comment underneath each one was just for this guy just going, hey, did someone get a shot in the face in this? <laughs> <laughs> and then someone would be like, oh, yeah, with a shotgun? No. Oh, okay. Not interested. <laughs> this is like, he's obviously doing like the keyword thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, or... <laughs> Well, well, just direction. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. So I took a screenshot of uh, this guy, and it was like his his history on IMDb, and it was all just has someone get shot in the face? He's got to be on a watch list. <laughs> so I just took a screenshot and just went, "This guy seems nice." Um, and uh, <laughs> the tweet went viral uh, to the point where I started getting messages from the guy who was just like, "Hey, do me a favor, can you take this down? I'm getting a lot of shit." <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but I didn't believe him, and I was like. Dude, it's already beat. He goes into work the next day. They're like, "What is wrong with you?" Yeah. <laughs> Does it on work email? Okay, sorry. Yeah. Drink thrown into someone's face. Mm. Loss of sister. <laughs> wow. She drowned when that drink was thrown in her face. Last stand. Power. Tiger. How is power a keyword? Yeah. Like every yeah. film ever made is just themes. Yeah. I feel like tiger. Cocaine. Blow. Scarface. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Now, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. Two points to... Who said that? Krupa. Yeah. There you she, go. She so, Zach, you actually won. I did it. Yay. Two guesses and four points. Krupa, you got one guess, two points. Go for... And you didn't get any, but you were yeah. in Crystal Skull, man. I so, blacked out during yeah, that whole thing. Uh-huh. Does anyone know where the link is? Yeah. What? Oh, no. I thought you <laughs> wait, asked if we wanted you, to know what the link is. <laughs> yes, definitely. What were the I definitely do. So, wait, it was... Wait, Crystal Skull, Crystal Hustler, Point Break, Smoking Aces, and Scarface. I really like this link. It's hard. You ain't gonna get it. All right. All right. Do you want to get to it? Think about where our think about where our guests are from. Um, Okay. Um, U.S. America. San Francisco. So American UK. California. You're not gonna get it. I'll just say it because it's fun. 
all the films feature a main character who shares a name with a U.S. state. Oh, Indiana wow. Jones, Minnesota Fats, Johnny Utah, Georgia Sykes, Tony Montana. Tony Montana. Wow. wow. Well, if, if one of us had gotten that, it yeah. would have been really weird, I think. If one of you wow. got that, that means you have to marry the thick Babadook. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> you the hope, that? really. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you, guys. I my curvy Babadook. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well done guys you guys were very very good players let's finish things off with some feedback alright okay am I first I'm first oh yeah yeah, sorry I kind of fucked that up sorry a little bit inside baseball I wrote a number two that looks like a number one Um, this is from Dominic Heller Um, don't read it don't read it don't read it I assume this is what people were talking about last week when I wasn't on the podcast here is my very weird body skill (laughs) I can raise my pulse literally the beat of my heart whenever I want <laughs> it's like Eugene Vip the tombs. Yeah. He could do that. I somehow forced the feeling. Like tombs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could fucking do that. This is our X file here, mate. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I can raise my pulse literally the beat of my heart whenever I want. I somehow force the feeling you have when falling, like in a roller coaster, and my pulse raises immediately, going up to around 180 BPM. Jesus. It, is, it is not a mind thing. I don't think of anything. <laughs> I did it while reading, for example. <laughs> But since this inner body pressure weakens my legs, I can't do this while standing. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll try this at home standing. So I have to sit down or lay down to do it. Don't think this is a condition or so. I'm a very healthy person. Found out about this skill when I was 12 and now 29. Cheers, Dominic. Does does anyone else have. I'll put this in also. Do you have any weird body skills? Anything good? I have a. I can. This is. This doesn't play well for radio, but I have a. I can. Uh, wait, I, have this, I have like this extra thing on the side of my foot where I can just do that. Or not. Uh, that makes it sound like I have like a growth or something. I can't see what you're doing, and I'm actually pretty oh, glad that I can't. Wait, what's he doing, Gav? Oh, I thought that you were making the noise. What no, I'm making the noise. It's this. Yeah. He's, oh, ma- he's making some like weird. It's like the it's side. Like Morse code. What part? I don't even. It's like the side of my foot. I can yeah, crack like ankle, endlessly. Yeah. But he's not touching it, just so no. people know. It's just he's just. It's, it's like cracking a knuckle just yeah, like in perpetuity. It's weird. <laughs> weird. I do it with both things. I can cry milk. <laughs> yeah, what? that's grim. Yeah, what? Like, just when you haven't been drinking milk? No, I'm not a genuine freak like you. Because, uh, like, like, you know, like, your nose and throat is like a weird yeah. thing. Some people yeah. have, like, porous skulls. So yeah. if I have, like, a mouthful of milk and I hold my nose and blow, you can milk just, yeah. can force it out of my eyes. Sick. Yeah. That's gross. What about you, Zach? Just normal dude. Just a normal dude. Just huge dick. Yeah. 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 It's a, that's a good one. It's a goodie. Yeah. It's a goodie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what have I got? This is a really long email. Wait, wait, no, wait, it, it, what about a, your body skill? You got a weird one? I don't think so. Oh, um, uh, you know you're not meant to be able to roll your tongue. Like, it's a genetic thing. thing. Genetic thing. I, can, I kind of taught myself. I wouldn't be able to do it, but... Yeah, you can kind of do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yes, that's practice. Someone was telling about this yeah. office, like, um, Asian people crouch differently to Western people. What? Yeah. Like, you go up on your hinds, whereas mm-hmm. Asian people don't. They can have flat mm-hmm. feet while crouching. Yeah. I'll show you later. So, when I was a kid, huh. I, I had, uh, I mean, my legs are double jointed, so I used to be able to, like, lay on my stomach and bend my feet all the way flat. Whoa! Yeah. Like a but scorpion. I don't know, but I don't know if I, yeah, exactly. But I don't know if I can do it anymore. Ooh, we'll try that later. Yeah. Yeah. Loading. Jesus. I like how you um, didn't mention that in the weird body skill. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, don't I don't know. If I had yeah. a massive dick, I'd well, lead with that first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd always joke. lead with it. Yeah. Classic Zach Ryan. Yeah, yeah. I'll put this in, because there's a lot of effort in this email, but it's just rapid fire, so maybe just do the ones for me and you. All right. The highlighted ones. Oh, sh- oh, these are all questions? Yeah, yeah. Jesus. There's one about Mad Men, though. You shouldn't want to read that. 
I highlighted that one. There's another one about Redman. Awesome. Will Krupa consider doing a follow-up video of the IGN team playing Overcooked now that it's on Switch? Let's Play videos are great. When he has time to explain game mechanics to the rest of the IGN UK team. No, because it was a pain in the ass to do the first one and people got really angry playing that game. Joe's like, I didn't like doing that at all. I know you didn't. We like, I actually, it was one of those things where Joe got so angry. Like I was meant to be editing it and I said to Dale, I was like, dude, you're gonna have to edit this because I just don't want to watch that again because Joe was like so angry. Yeah, you kept putting like, meat on the floor. I think you realized and because you're devious, yeah. you were like egging him on because you yeah. kept going, oh, where, where should I put this? Probably put this on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What's that? Raw steak? That's going on the floor. I really like Overcooked. Is, is it, it was shit on Switch, isn't it? It got or, patched. Yeah, it got patched. Or it's going yeah. to be patched. Sweet. I can't remember. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's like, like really again. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Great for that game. Yep. No, because it's like going around. Friends. But like, yeah. That's Imagine that happening in real life in a kitchen where they're just like cooking yeah. your meal and they're just like all of a sudden they're in slow motion. Now you're on a truck. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's breaking apart. <laughs> yeah, if you, you can check out that last play actually. It's still really good. Like even because we cut Despite Joe's all, anger. All yes. <laughs> Joe didn't say anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> we just cut off his mic. He's just like this. On the fucking video. Alyssia's crying. <laughs> Jump cut. <laughs> <laughs> Since Gav references Mad Men, Sopranos, and The Wire periodically, these are all based in America. Is there a Welsh TV show that is detective-based or crime-based that takes place in Wales in the decade of the 60s or 70s? Ah, would that be your ideal show? Would it? I, I basically put that in because I actually wanted to know, are there any Welsh TV shows? There's lots you, of Welsh TV shows. That you're a fan of? Uh, not really. Like The Prisoner, that's like a famous one, but it's not really Welsh. Set in Wales. There's, uh, like, there's a thing at the moment that's happening in Wales, and I'm genuinely annoyed about it, which is why I don't watch any of the shows, is because when like stuff like the killing and like the returned and like all those and like what is it like the bridge and all those oh, like Nordic like, dramas sc- like yeah. when those started like really kicking off and like we've got a channel four and they, those were playing at like nine o'clock like prime time on a like on their in their original language um like there's a lot of fucked up people in wales that are just stupid uh, and what so they were just like oh shit if channel four are taking like nordic dramas and french dramas and run them at nine o'clock like we should start making our own welsh dramas we've got amazing like talent in wales Awesome, I'm on board, brilliant. Let's make a Welsh, like a bunch of Welsh de- detective stuff. The people in Wales are so, some people, some producers in Wales are like so shit that they don't have the confidence in themselves. So what they did was they filmed these shows uh, in Welsh and English back to back. And then what they did was they released the Welsh language version on the Welsh language t- um, uh, channel called S4C. And they released the English language version on BBC Wales. And I'm fucking furious about it. Like, <laughs> That's I don't mate. watch any of that shit. Do oh. you know original yeah. Todd Browning 1931 Dracula? They yeah. filmed the regular movie during the day. And then they used to get like a Spanish cast in the evening and did really? the Spanish version. Yeah. And so they, just, like, they could basically double up on all the sets. Yeah, they would yeah. literally shoot what they were shooting in the day, but with yeah. a Spanish cast. They did that for Force Awakens also. Yep. Oh, exactly. They did that for all the movies. We just don't realize because <laughs> yeah. of our Western century so view have them just broadcast the Welsh version yeah absolutely yeah. man just get behind it and like introduce you know potentially millions of people to this amazing language mm. do you know or much about what... fucking back to back in Welsh and English and waste so much time yeah. and fucking money do you know much about the Welsh people or their language no we get angry about things It'll like language and cups. You seem like blowing my top about two things today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about the cup. Uh, I'd love if you cups. went off at, um, in Welsh. That would really freak them out. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Are you, you're from? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's his first language. Yeah, yeah. Ah. I like basically at this before at the same time. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, it's good. It's a good language. Good people, except when they make stupid TVs. <laughs> uh, I'm actually genuinely annoyed now. Let's read the lot. Joe ruined the prestige, says Laura. Uh, All caps. (laughs) Several exclamation points. 
Uh, it says, my life has changed quite significantly over the last year <laughs> after meeting my current partner. My Friday nights used to be about debauchery and booze, and now they're about Star Wars Lego and slightly less booze. Uh, am I just reading the highlighted part? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my biggest, happiest conversation was your guys' podcast, which we listened to when possible. My boyfriend's fairly obsessed with you all, and you were fucking funny. Yeah, you highlight that part. Uh, yeah, that, exactly. Ha, <laughs> 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 fucking done you, mate. <laughs> uh, however, for the last year, my boyfriend's been banging on about the prestige, did the various factors. We have not been able to watch it until yesterday, but unfortunately, you ruined the magic for me after listening to one of your podcasts ah, a couple of weeks ago. Ruined the magic. Uh, Let's see what oh, he did. No. Oh, <laughs> oh, great. Now you ruined it, too. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler. Phil's got magic. I got all the plot plus the, all the plot twists uh, straight away and therefore you did fucking ruin it. My question to you is, has anybody ever ruined films that had the potential to be fucking amazing for you? Oh, God. Yes. Sorry, I got Sorry many, Laura. Many Shit. Wow. What's, I mean, like, it's a, it's a cut What are the statutes of limitations on, I think, on a 12 I think that's, film, yeah. I think that's fair game, I think. Like, you think so? I think well, to spoil it, yeah. After like 10 years, I feel like it's, if you haven't seen that movie, that's fair. Oh, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think, I think, Especially things that become like pop culture phenomenon. Like, yeah. I mean, we have this conversation every Monday in our office about Game of Thrones because yeah. it's like, as shitty as it sounds, it's like, it, you know, if you know that you work in an office with a bunch of fucking nerds who watch Game of Thrones, like, yeah. you should probably just, just watch it. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. Like, working in this, working on our agenda, that's why we're watching it yeah. either at 2 a.m. Yeah. or yeah. getting up because I know I have to like come and slot the homepage. It's exactly. Like, uh. When it's that thing where like my, my attitude on it is like, look, like, if I can't see it on Sunday night, like if I'm living my life and I can't watch it, then I don't get mad at people <laughs> no, for spoiling it Monday. Because it's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I know that people, like, it's their job to fi to figure out follow-ups and stuff. So, yeah. So, anyway. So, what have you had ruined for you? Anything? I mean, like, remember? my running news, like, I get everything ruined for me. Because, it's like, anytime any Star Wars, like, I had everything in Force Awakens ruined because it's like we had to cover a bunch of the leaks. Yeah. And, yeah. I had Twin Peaks ruined for me. I, I, I did. Uh, yeah. Actually, you know who ruined Twin Peaks for me? Oh, Joe, probably. Mitch Dyer. Really? Uh, that yeah. doesn't surprise me we are, we are having a meeting where we were writing shells for E3 a few years ago and he just said it in a really blase way and I know that show's been out for years and yeah, years and yeah. years but it's just before the like they announced the new one right. and it's like oh I think I'm going to watch that I've never watched before and then it's like Don't it's, say no I'm not yeah. but like he said the major mystery yeah <sighs> you know what drives me completely insane is uh like I was having a very similar conversation with someone who had never seen Seven okay. and I was in a group of three people and one person was like oh my god I've never seen that movie I've always wanted to and the other person's response was oh it's amazing when Gwyneth Paltrow that, blah, blah, see, that's like, just <laughs> immediately spoils it seconds after the person said they hadn't yeah. seen it yeah, I that's that's like, even though that, that's definitely not because that's like yeah. Yeah. the movie's been out for ages Fair enough. Yeah. But then you're just actively <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. But it was almost like reflexive. It was like yeah, this weird, just like, had to I say, don't even think yeah. exactly. My like, freshman year my freshman year of high school. Uh, what's it, what age is that? What's freshman 2000, year? Your first year. What, how old are oh, you? Uh, uh, 14. Because I don't 14. understand. We don't understand any of this. Like apparently yeah, yeah. Tom Holland got the role in Homecoming and then he just went, what is, what is what's Homecoming? Homecoming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah that's yeah. just a dance. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, freshman year, you're like 13, 14. It's your okay. first year of okay. high school. And... That was a year that The Sixth Sense came out. And I was in an English class, and the Monday morning after The Sixth Sense had released, the teacher asked, you know, what did everybody do this weekend? And this one kid in the back of the class goes, I saw Sixth Sense, pretty crazy, he's dead the whole time. And the whole class was like, what the fuck, man? It was ridiculous, yeah. He had been out two days, he was like, pretty, pretty crazy. <laughs> dead the whole time. That's that just crazy. Get the most bang for your buck, You don't I find guess. out until the end. You're like, what? Come on. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of other stuff. But like Twin Peaks is a big one for me. That was pretty shitty. Yeah, that's a like, bummer. I used to work like I, I used to work with this guy when my first job in London, and he was a fucking asshole. And he used to do this thing where like he's like we were all into Lost. Just like watch Lost together and stuff, and like everyone come in talking about Lost, like oh my god, the fucking others, that's just crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they need to go back. <laughs> um, they, they, they do. I spoil it. <laughs> and um, they, uh, he used to basically like read things that had happened like before we'd seen it and then just come and be like oh hey guys guess what happens in Lost this week and he would just say it like he thought it was funny to do oh that sucks he did it he like spoiled a little bit of Mad Men for me like like originally because I didn't really know like who really is Don Draper and stuff Mm -hmm. like that like and he spoiled that because I, I was like, oh, I just started watching Mad Men. He was like, oh, guess what? And he just told me like a bunch of stuff, like two seasons down the line. I know. And he, was just, he used to do it all the time. Like, he spelled like three things for me. Um, but he was a really, really massive Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. like huge Star Wars fan. Right. So, um, and I kind of like not really kept in touch with him that much because he's like, I've kept in touch with the other guys I used to work with, but this guy, everyone hated him because of this <laughs> shit. Um, so, what <laughs> I did was shocking? like, me and Croops like, saw like a super early, uh, cu- not cut, but super early uh, release of um, yeah. Yeah, of Force Awakens. <clears throat> and I had like the tickets for like the premiere and stuff like that. So, I took like a picture of the uh, premiere tickets and I was like, oh, hey, man, um, like, just like, it's, I, I took a picture of the tweet and like it went viral and stuff, but it was basically like, hey man, remember when, uh, um, I, took a, I took a picture of this thing, I was like, oh, hey man, I know you're a big Star Wars fan, like, guess what I'm seeing tonight? And he was like, holy shit, that's amazing, that's cool. I was like, hey, remember when you spoiled Lost for me? Or when you spoiled uh, Mad Men for me? Or when you spoiled this for me? And he was like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, guess what? <laughs> and then like, I just wrote like a bunch of fake spoilers, <laughs> like the weren't even real ones, but it was like all these different ones. Although it did have an actual one that I like, Anyway, so I wrote all these like fake spoilers, wrote them all in it, and I was like, "What do you think about that motherfucker?" <laughs> and he was just like, "Ah, like losing his mind in it." It's so funny. I think the, the only time I've ever been truly <laughs> devastated by a story, yeah. bully gets his come up and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the only time I've been like actually like legitimately sad about a spoiler was uh, that Harry Potter book where like the last couple of pages leaked and. Uh, I guess I'll just spoil it. Harry Potter, no, Harry Potter. This yeah. morning, uh, that Snape kills Dumbledore yeah. leaked out like three weeks ahead of the book release and <laughs> one of my friends texted it to me because you know I was a big Harry Potter fan and that was like That's just the, like like it now I'm just like whatever why was I yeah, so yeah. upset but like in the moment I was like fuck like I was like yeah, so I didn't talk to that dude for like three months I had yeah. a I had a buddy uh, that read when the seventh Harry Potter book came out he read just stayed up all night read the whole thing right? yeah. read it all in mm-hmm. one go and was texting me uh, the next day, he's like, I finished it last night. It's so great. Blah, 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 like a series of texts. And just in the middle of the text, so sad when Hermione dies. Uh, and I was like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? You know I haven't. I just started reading it. And I didn't like, I like literally just threw my phone. I was like, fuck this dude. And then well, obviously that's not the case. It doesn't happen. Yeah. But I was so mad at him for like two full <laughs> days. And then I realized, I was like, oh, that that doesn't happen. <laughs> for a minute then, I was like, I was really not paying attention in that movie. <laughs> yeah. I feel like with that though, like he has, even if he went, oh yeah, I'm just, I was just kidding. She doesn't yeah. really die. I'd be like, well now I know she doesn't die. die yeah. 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 yeah, Double spoiler. Uh, uh, Zach, you've got the last Well, bit. just real quick, yeah. real quick before well, we move on to Zach's, I just want to point out that like, so that email I just read was entirely highlighted in pink, but there, there are two things highlighted in blue on the same sheet, I assume by you. It's, it's Laura, the name of the person who wrote in. Uh-huh. And then at the bottom, it just says, I can also hold in a poo for at least 10 days. No! <laughs> that be good! Hey, hey, Laura, 
good. Don't do that. You know what's going to get spoiled is your life. That's <laughs> <laughs> because well, like, recently um, I was doing a podcast with Joe and Dale, and I really needed to go to a poo. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep it in, and then maybe it'll give like the podcast a weird, cool energy. <laughs> and he did. No, no, because they were just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah they, they put they, Joe off if anything. They thought about my poo a lot. Yeah. What you got, Zach? <laughs> Nothing that good. <laughs> <laughs> Richard writes in, in my office, some filthy cunt, not me, is clipping his toenails in the toilet cubicles. Uh. Ugh. Regarding dorm rooms, I used to work in the cinema in, I don't know, some British word, previously mentioned by Gav on the podcast. In our living room, we had a massive Michael Clayton banner with George Clooney's face covering one wall, a little bit classier than a fucking Jaws poster, Yeah. Wow. Do you get emails about whether loot boxes are a good thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, these two things. One, Joe read this email to me the other day, and he thought this was someone who sent it around the office about our toilets. He was oh, like, really? you, can't, you can't be using language like that on into work email. <laughs> uh, and the second thing, I wanted to ask you guys this question. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, did I rush through it? I'm sorry. Do you clip your... No. Um, we, we said this once on the yeah, podcast. Like, what posters did you have in your room at university? Ooh, we were, we were saying like, because everyone at like university has you like, and I like similar age. We yeah, have, we like text chains from Asuka, Star Wars, Jaws, Jaws Jurassic Park. Oh, I'm a pretentious fuck, so I had like Amelie and I had, like, I had like a bunch of yeah. I like you fucking of course <laughs> you had yeah, Amelie. Exactly. Yeah. Jesus I, I actually, Christ! Yeah, yeah. I, uh, Seven Samurai. I don't know if you've seen it. <laughs> yeah. It's actually the inspiration no, for Star no, Wars. That was totally fortress. I was definitely that kid freshman year of college who like anytime anyone came to my room was like, oh, have you seen this this French film? It's like very. No, it's it's like, it's it's before they even answered, I'm oh, sorry. Andrew's so sensitive. <laughs> yeah, actually, it re- remind me, like, from Kiwi Canton, but I, I had, like, a Polish version of The Hustler, like, in our living room, like, for ages. Yeah, that was really but well, we, all the, Have you seen, like, the Eastern European posters oh, for yeah, a lot crazy. of the um, Hollywood movies? Because yeah. they would just do their own versions. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. fucking wild. Yeah, the Star Wars ones, especially, yeah. are really cool. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. What do you have? My college dorm, I had The Strokes. Nice. Um, I had a Japanese Star Wars poster and wow, The Clash. Nice. Yeah. Wow. That's good. These are good, good ones. Very yeah. good. Yeah, I was, uh, I had definitely Anomaly. Um, I had Eternal Sunshine. I had the only one comes slips down is Home Alone 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that pigeon lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like my Mrs. Doubtfire yeah, poster. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, you, just get, like, you got a girl, I go, I don't know if you've seen the, the film Flubber. <laughs> It's, it's beautiful. It'll change your life. Where are you going? <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, one more thing before we go. Uh, yeah, so if you want to write into IGN UK feedback at IGN.com with stuff, you can. Stop sending stuff about poo, though. It's too much now. Um, but we are going to be doing IGN podcast 400. Yeah, we might need live. to finagle the numbers a little bit. Yeah. That's what we did. Yeah. We skipped 500, so we uh, went 499 to, to 500. We've had so many specials yeah. over the year. This is like episode 420, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> nice. we're going to be doing yeah. a live show on Friday, September 15th um, in London. Uh, the closest place, uh, the closest tube station is Old Street. Um, but all the details for the venue and like how much it's going to cost and how you get there, what time and shit like that, it's all going to be in, a, you can buy tickets, the first batch of tickets right now while you're listening to this. Um, if you go to, I don't know, where can they go to? Oh, follow us on Twitter. Yeah, follow us we'll retweet the link yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, and then the link in that. There'll be a link in the podcast story and the link will be in the iTunes info stuff as well so you yeah. can get it off that. I do want to so, yeah. just thank you, Gav, for... Um, 
offering to fly Zach and I out yeah, personally. Yeah, back. Yeah, very, yeah, very yeah, excited yeah, to be, yeah, was, be a part of yeah, uh, a really cool UK you podcast 400. Yeah. Yeah, no, cool. Yeah. Perth's picking out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And he said you can bring five more people. Oh, yeah. perfect. Awesome. All right. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, that's going to be a really good time. We've got big plans for it. Like me and Dale went down to check out the venue the other day and it was this big thing where me and Dale came back and we were like, it's perfect for the podcast. I was like, guys, I mean, Krupp was like, sounds like there's a butt coming. I was like, oh God. Dude, they don't have any draft beer. It's all bottles. And we were like, Fuck, and for a while we generally thought about not doing it at this place. And we were like, let's not be so fucking stupid. It's a b- brilliant venue. We'll just drink bottles of beer for the night. Yeah. Whatever. That's fine. We'll take our own cans. What? We'll be all right. We, could we do that? Yeah, because you're the talent. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for coming on this podcast. Thank you. It's going to be an amazing week in uh, Gamescom. That's going to be good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.